0: Welcome back to the Old Cranky Bones Podcast. I am your host, Chris Wilson. Thank you guys so much for being back this week here for the latest episode of the show. And thank you so much for allowing me to take a couple of weeks off to celebrate not just the holidays, Christmas and New Year's, um, but also my daughter's birthday, which was on the 30th this year. Um, So I've enjoyed my time off, um, but I have missed getting behind the microphone and talking to you guys. And I'm glad to be back behind the mic today uh, getting this latest podcast episode ready uh, so we can get it cleaned up and fixed up and out to you guys out there, you loyal listeners uh, who have been causing my subscriber numbers to grow as of late. Um, So thank you for that. Thanks for giving me a little bit of grace. Thanks for coming back for this latest episode. Um, I really enjoyed doing this. I love spending time with you guys. Um, You know, it's a simple operation here. I'm usually either just kind of in my car with a handheld mic doing this thing, um, or like today, I have switched to my home office finally, where I got the mic stand set up, Uh, and guys, it's not a fancy operation here. No mixer boards, no producers, no editors. Um, It is me. It's a microphone and a stand and an iPad. That's what you get, and I love it uh, because it's such a simple and easy thing to do, and It's just, it's so much fun for me to be able to sit and talk to you guys about what's on my mind about recent news. And uh, I love that you guys are loving it out there. I really do. You know, when I started this thing, all I wanted to do was kind of an amateur podcast, just throw it together. And I had this vision about what I wanted it to be. And I've talked about this a little bit previously, but what I wanted was or what I had in mind was this is just the kind of thing that you've got your phone in your pocket you've opened the podcast app whatever podcast app you use you got your airpods or whatever it's a Saturday morning you're getting your workout in you're doing whatever you're sweeping washing dishes working around the house folding laundry and you get to listen to somebody that is kind of of a like mind to yours politically uh, talk about events and what's on their mind And just kind of pass the time. And it's just entertainment while you're doing that. And that's primarily what I do when I listen to podcasts. I put the earbuds in or the AirPods. And I'm just listening to content and entertainment that I like while I'm doing other stuff. Um, And I've got a couple of shows in particular that help me pass the time that I really enjoy. I'm kind of hoping eventually this show might become sort of that thing for you guys. Um, Just kind of your go-to where you get a new episode every week. Or or lately, it's been every couple of weeks with me. Um, And, you know, it's just a, a thing for you to pass the time and just enjoy listening to me drone on about what's on my mind and tell a few stories here and there. and Hopefully, we have a good time and a little fun along the way. Completely harmless, guys. No harm in that, right? Exactly. So, it's been a couple of weeks. Like I said, the holidays happened since I put out an episode. Today is actually New Year's Day 2024 while I'm sitting here recording this in the home office today. Can you believe that? 2024, man. It feels like it snuck up on us, doesn't it? 2023 was a tough year for a lot of people. Uh, It was a tough year for me. A lot of challenges this past year. I'm looking forward to flipping the calendar over and uh, hopefully getting a blank slate and starting this thing anew and seeing what we can do with it. And I know a lot of you folks out there that listen had a tough year as well. So, listen, here's hoping that 2024 is going to be a better year for everybody. Let's start it off with a fun episode today and um, get this thing headed in the right direction. What do you say? So, here we go. In recent weeks, one of the big things that people have been talking about in the news is Nikki Haley and how Nikki stepped in it at a campaign event when she was flat out asked what the cause of the Civil War was and decided that she didn't want to have a discussion about slavery or even bring it up in her answer. Well, as we all know, Nikki later went on to claim that that was a Democratic plant. It was a gotcha question, so forth and so on. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it was a Democratic plant in the office, in the, in the, in the crowd, excuse me. It doesn't matter Who asked the question? That is a question that really only has one answer, and that answer is slavery. Bottom line, we have arrived at a place in history where I think we have enough facts, enough evidence, and enough information to draw upon that conclusion. Plenty of times over, in my opinion. And she screwed up. Nikki stepped in it when she answered the way that she did. The funny thing was, is the following day, she realized she stepped in it. And I'm sure that her campaign was paying attention to the tremendous amount of criticism and blowback that she received when she answered that question. And she tried to do a little bit of damage control the following day. And she tried to put what I think is kind of a a uniquely Republican spin on it, so to speak, by essentially coming out and saying, hey, yeah, sure, slavery was the cause of the Civil War. But what I really meant to say was individual freedoms and, you know, restricting the interference of government in our lives and the role that that played and so forth and so on. So she tried to change her answer effectively And she tried to frame it in a way that didn't admit that she made a mistake. She tried to really deflect any blame from herself in the way that she initially answered the question. And in doing so, honestly, I think she made it worse. She really did. But you know what? That's who Nikki is. That is exactly who Nikki is. I've got a little story I'm going to share with you today about Nikki Haley. Because as a lot of you know, I live and am from South Carolina. Nikki Haley is the former governor of my state. Hang on a second, coffee sip. Got to get those in so I can lubricate the vocal cords and talk to you guys. But I got a little story to tell you about Nikki Haley today. And about an interaction that I had with Nikki Haley some years ago. Now, I'm going to preface this with a couple of notes. Here's note number one. This story is not salacious in any way. I'm not going to pull a Will Folks on you guys and claim that there was some sort of nefarious or insidious or romantic thing that happened here. (laughs) No, 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 no. Far from it. Far from it. So I don't have any salacious details. So if that's why you tuned in, you know, sorry to disappoint you. But hey, listen anyway, because I think it's a good story. Um, the second note is fair warning. I'm going to pull a little bit of a pulp fiction on this one. And what I mean by that is I've got a couple of different story plot points here that I, at the end, I'm going to try to kind of weave together into a little bit of a cohesive narrative, uh, because they're all interconnected in my mind. Um, and then I'm going to tell my story and I'm going to make a couple of points that I think are all sort of broadly connected. So here we go. All right. A while back, um, what I like to refer to as kind of in a previous life, I worked in um, a local nearby county, a very rural county here in South Carolina. Um, I was an animal care and control officer. So in that role, I worked for a very small rural county in South Carolina. And I took on a job um, working for the county government, getting ready to manage um, kind of a new merged animal services department um, and a new animal shelter that they were going to be building. Nothing special, just a little small place, but it was going to be better than what I had already been working in. Well, in the process of waiting to have that animal shelter built, I was working out of um, what was then considered the emergency operations center. Now, this is a room where county officials get together uh, and they work in the event of a natural disaster, floods, tornadoes, things of this nature. If you've ever seen or been inside of an emergency operation center, or if you know anything about how they typically look or how they typically operate, um, generally there's a lot of stations for communication, a lot of Internet hookups, a lot of um, televisions, a lot of phones, a um, podium for public speaking things of this nature it's sort of a, a natural disaster command center so to speak pretty much every county has one these days in the event of an na- you know in a natural disaster or a major event so um i'm working temporarily out of this emergency operations center for my office and one of the privileges or one of the little perks we had in there is that we were able to have a tv on while we were working Now, we weren't in there watching movies, checking out HBO, or watching The Andy Griffith Show, or whatever you might have in mind. We usually kept it on um, either local news or cable news um, or the weather channels, something you would typically have on inside of an emergency operations center anyway. But I liked it because when I wasn't out running calls and wasn't busy, and I was in the office catching up on paperwork or whatever needed to be done, I was able to put on a little bit of MSNBC, kind of keep up on what was going on in the news or on the local news channel, um, until it was rather not so politely um, made apparent to me that MSNBC was not appreciated on those television screens. And I was told that it was not necessarily official policy, but sort of unofficial county policy that the only reputable news source and the only news source you could have on the TV, if it wasn't going to be a local news channel, a local news network, was Fox News. They didn't want any national cable news networks on their screens except for Fox News. Now, I tell you that because I want to kind of set the scene for the overall collective mindset of the people that I'm working with, the people that I'm working for, and honestly, broadly, the community as a whole. This is what they watched for their news. This is where they got their information. To paint a little bit of a bigger picture here, to 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 you, to tell you a little bit about what it was like to work in this type of environment for somebody that doesn't trust Fox News, somebody that knows what Fox News really is, And somebody that's, you know, more liberally minded, so to speak, than just straight up conservative brainwashed. There was also a hallway in this county building where um, there was a public information board that was hung up on the wall, kind of like a big cork board. Now, a public information board is where the county hangs bulletins, notices, um, things like uh, notices of... You know, auctions that they might be holding, tax sales um, dates and agendas for county council meetings, public information where people you know who were strolling through the building could could stop and get information if they needed to. On this cork board was a poster um, that I guess was meant as a little bit of a gag or a little bit of a joke, but the poster was kind of divided down the middle, and in the lower right hand corner of the poster was an image of Hillary Clinton depicted as being behind bars in a jail cell. And she was, you know, on the phone, kind of like making her one phone call, you know, in jail, something along those lines. The other half of the poster was a picture of Donald Trump on the other end of the phone. I don't remember specifically what the joke or the gag text on the photo or the, the poster was, Um, But it was implied that Trump was essentially making a mockery of Hillary uh, and of the fact that he had followed through on his promise to, quote, lock her up, which, as you know, was the big chant back during the um, 2015 campaign uh, and the 2016 election period. And you still hear a lot of that garbage today. But it struck me that this thing was put up on a public information board in a taxpayer-funded government county facility. And essentially, because nobody had taken it down and everybody walked by it every day, everybody that was in any position of authority, uh, including county management personnel, county council members, anything of that nature, they knew it was up there. And do you think they thought or cared to take it down or were worried about the appropriacy of something like that in that setting? No. They all got a nice... Laugh out of it. It was a gag. It was a joke. They found it funny. But again, this paints a broader picture of the collective mindset of the place where I was working and what it was like to work there. And eventually I managed to get out of that situation. But that's neither here nor there. So, kind of going back to around 2015, word had gotten out that then Governor Nikki Haley was going to be stopping by the county. And was going to be visiting a local manufacturing plant, um, giving a little bit of a tour, and would be making some remarks—the kind of typical thing that a government, do, excuse me, that a governor does as part of their role and their responsibility, uh, which is come out, visit a manufacturing plant, talk about the power and the strength of manufacturing in the state of South Carolina, how great the jobs are, how great the pay is. This is so wonderful for the state, blah, 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 the usual political platitudes. And at the end of the day, it's an opportunity for them to come out and get a photo op. And nine times out of 10, they don't really care about why they're there, what they're doing there. It's just part of the job, part of the role of being governor. And that's exactly what this visit ended up being. Now, I wasn't really interested initially in going out and seeing Nikki make this appearance. But it still was kind of a rare thing for somebody of her stature, I guess you could say, to come through uh, and make an appearance in a small town like this. So I managed to free up some time during the day, and I went out and I went to see Nikki give her a little speech at the manufacturing plant, and it ended up being exactly like I said it was going to be. It was platitudes, it was role and responsibility, and it was blah, 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 and she was done. And when she was done, she met a couple of local officials and some people. She shook hands, and she did her thing. Well, I was one of those hands that she shook that day. Now, picture this really quick before I tell you the next part of this story. Part of my role and what I did, as I mentioned earlier, was I was responsible for cleaning the animal shelter and taking care of the animals and so forth. This was single-handedly a thing that I did alone. I didn't have any help. It was a one-man operation. So I wasn't necessarily always the cleanest in appearance as a result of such. I, it wasn't horrible. I wasn't pigpen from Charlie Brown. I just didn't always say I have the cleanest uniform, so to speak. I was presentable. And honestly, when I went that day, I didn't really know I was going to end up shaking hands with the governor and just saying Hello. Um, but here's the thing when I went to shake hands with Nikki and just introduce myself really quick, she gave me a quick glance up and down, just kind of looked and did an eye roll, just sort of a dismissive eye roll. And you could tell that not only was she apparently sort of, I guess, Personally disgusted by having to shake not just my hand, but noticeably the hands of several other people. But she just really put off a vibe of being better than everybody else, so to speak. It was a very obvious vibe. It was, I can't believe I've got to do this. I'm just here because I have to be here. I don't really care to be here who are these rubes that I'm shaking hands with here today? That's the impression, that's the vibe that I got from her. Not only as I waited, you know, behind a couple of people to shake her hand, but as I shook her hand, it felt very judgmental. And maybe I'm reading more into it than what it was, but that's my perception of Nikki Haley. That has always been my perception of Nikki Haley. And I've seen it, not just that particular day in person, but you can see it sometimes in the way that she treats other people. Nikki Haley, for my money, is the consummate politician. Bland, impersonable, I'm only here because I gotta be here, blind ambition, I'll do what I need to do to get ahead, but ultimately... I've got my own best interest at heart, not necessarily the interest of you, the little people, or the interest of the country. And that's why Nikki Haley is not going to be, more than likely, the Republican nominee for president in the end. Because Nikki is factory-made from the GOP factory of duplicates. Nikki is cookie-cutter GOP female politician material. In a word, she's boring. She's dull. There's nothing about Nikki Haley that stands out. There's nothing about her that is of any particular appeal, so to speak. Her platitudes, her platforms are honestly just as horrible as most other GOP politicians, and that's why she's there's nothing special about her. There's absolutely nothing special about Nikki Haley or her candidacy, and that's why she's not going to be the nominee. Donald Trump is more than likely still going to be the nominee of the Republican Party, barring something crazy and dramatic that happens in 2024, with one of his legal cases. We'll have to wait and see how that turns out. But let me tell you why people prefer Donald Trump over Nikki Haley. And I really, really believe this wholeheartedly. Because Donald Trump is a uniquely awful and horrible human being. We all know that. We've been paying attention. The folks that love him might not think so. But let me tell you why they would rather follow him and not follow her. And it doesn't have anything to do with gender And it doesn't have anything to do with some of the other stereotypical things that you would think. It has to do with the fact that whatever Donald Trump is or is not, if there's one thing he is not, it is not boring. It is not dull. He keeps you interested because of how crazy he is. People pay attention and they follow Trump. Because of how insane he is. That's why. Because he keeps your attention with his absurdities and with his nonsense. Nikki Haley doesn't have that. Nikki Haley is boring. And I know that's a very simplistic way of looking at it, guys. But honestly, I really think that plays a role. She is dull as dishwater. And so is Ron DeSantis. Other than the fact that Ron DeSantis is just flat-out weird. Okay? but. She's dull, and there's really nothing uniquely broadly inspiring or special about her campaign, and that's why she's flailing. The Nikki Haley that you're seeing out there on the campaign trail, the one that can't bring herself to bring up the topic of slavery because she's held hostage by her base and needs every single scrap of that vote that she can save at the expense of her own... (laughs) Her own ability to to be honest about anything, to be forthright about anything, to have any backbone or any morals whatsoever, that's the real Nikki Haley. She doesn't care about you. She doesn't care about anything except her blind ambition, her quest for authority and power, her quest to be president. She doesn't have any genuine interest in who you are or what's really affecting your life on a day-to-day basis on a ground level. That's the Nikki Haley I saw that day in that manufacturing plant. That's the Nikki Haley you saw on television not answering that question with anything to do about slavery. That's the Nikki Haley you saw turning around the following day and covering her butt by effectively making it worse. That's who she is. That's the real Nikki Haley. And that's the Nikki Haley you're going to get if you're going to support her. So at the end of this story now, you're probably thinking, all right, where's that cohesive narrative that he was talking about? What's the point that you're trying to make today, Chris, with this story? Well, the point I'm trying to make is that Nikki Haley, at the end of the day, looked at these people up and down and looked at them like they were rubes, like she was disgusted by them, like they were lower than her. You could just feel it. You could pick up on it. You could see the look on her face. She did not want to be there that day dealing with these people in this little tiny town. She was only doing it because she had to in her role as governor to get votes. There's no authenticity there. There's no genuine authenticity. She's not real in her feelings or her regard for those folks. Despite the fact that they are obsequiously loyal to the conservative base, despite the fact that they require you practically to have Fox News on the TV, that they put a joke poster of Hillary Clinton on a taxpayer-funded public information board, that they're so blindly loyal to the conservative cause, to the conservative way of life. Despite all that, she didn't have the decency to look at them like they were normal human beings. That's the point I'm trying to make, guys, and that's the real Nikki Haley. That's the real Nikki Haley. That's the Nikki Haley you saw on television that night, not answering a question about slavery. That's the Nikki Haley or acknowledging the role of slavery as the cause of the Civil War. That's the Nikki Haley that fumbled the ball when she had an opportunity to do damage control the following day and just couldn't bring herself to do it. That's the Nikki Haley that's held hostage by the GOP base. And that's the Nikki Haley that you'll get as president if she were to ever be fortunate enough to make it that far. And that's the point of the story. That's a wrap for this episode of the Old Cranky Bones podcast. Thank you so much for downloading the episode this week. If you haven't already followed or subscribed to the show, I encourage you to do so. That way you'll be sure and get every episode automatically downloaded to your preferred podcast platform of choice. I'd also appreciate it when you get time if you'd leave a rating for the show and also be sure and leave me a review. It helps some exposure for the show and helps the show grow up in the charts. If you'd like to leave a voice message for the show, there's a link in the show notes. Be sure and do that. Or if you want to just send an email the old-fashioned way, it's oldcrankyboneshow at gmail.com. That's oldcrankyboneshow at gmail.com. I wish everybody the best. Look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you so much. Take care and stay safe.